the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Hawaii, aloha, and San Diego. What's up? Thank you. For being here, thank you for following us on this journey of Daniel. Today we will complete the book, 12 chapters. It's been an amazing journey. And every time I go through a book, it just seems to come out and I end up learning more and just being able to remember things and where it now becomes part of me and who I am by looking at scripture. It's amazing. Today... Uh, our guest today is going to be Cleta Riojas, and the reason I'm having her again is because they have now launched the Woman of the Word. It's her, Nicole Watson, and Lieni Mekihele, and so we are excited today. Uh, my wife has been on a, an amazing journey to be able to stand and be able to to do her show with her partners in Christ. So without further ado, Cleta Riojas, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and about the show before we go into a Q&A. Absolutely. So for the listeners out there, um, I am uh, Pastor Adam Riojas' wife, and I'm also... Um, Oh my goodness. I am the co-founder of At The Cross Oceanside Church with my husband and also co-founder of Bistro At The Pier, which is an amazing coffee shop on the beach in Oceanside. Hmm. (laughs) So if you love your espresso, definitely hit the uh, beach in Oceanside. And and also um, I am founder of Freedom Generation Higher Education, which is an educational center in Oceanside, um, partnered with Turning Point... Uh, USA Academy and so we're partnered with, with what Charlie Kirk has been doing with that and um, and then of course the on my downtime whenever I have time <laughs> I do real estate investing <laughs> with my husband of course and um, but mostly I think the heart of it is ministry everything I do is really ministry minded um, to and help people out, employ them, help them get educated, help them along their journey and teaching them whatever they need to do to make it in, in this life. And so that's really the heart of everything that God has placed on my path. You know, it, it's amazing because, you know, we've been married now for 13 years, going on 14, and we've seen God do some amazing and great things and it's been a journey, definitely. And we're both growing in our faith. We're both growing in our marriage. And we're both learning to forgive each other, which Amen. is incredible <laughs> because it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. But the other thing you didn't mention is the woman of the word. And that's awesome. But something that our listeners may mm-hmm. not know is that you also have a broker's license in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a master's degree in strategic business communication. So God has done an incredible work with you. You are a very busy mother of two daughters, Mm -hmm. Bella and Talia, and they're incredible (laughs) girls, 12 and 10, and just love them to death. And, you know, it's amazing with my girls, whenever we get into little fights, it's (laughs) kind of like, like almost talking to an adult 
And it's kind of, they blow me away because they have arguments. And, you know, we're trying to get them to be attorneys because they have arguments for everything. Yes, they argue well. And that's actually what they're learning. One of the things that, well, at least the our oldest, our seventh graders are in the art of arguments, right? From, yeah, that's from part a of logical the, standpoint. That's part of the uh, learning uh, or the educational yes. center. So you launched your, uh, your woman of the word with... Uh, uh, your two amazing women. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about that first launch that you did, and it's called Women of the Word. Women of the Word, answering the unasked questions. And one of the, we had our, we, you can watch it anywhere on our YouTube channel, on Rumble. It's up, we have it uploaded on Rumble, um, our Twitter account, um, Instagram. You can follow us there. We're pretty active mostly on Instagram and kind of connecting, connecting you with all the places. But our first launch was really just introducing ourselves and um, to our to our audience and and what our our goal and our mission is and um, and so it was really exciting to be able to share our heart, share our um, our journey thus far, and and really let the community know what our our what God has really placed on our heart to start Women of the Word. You know that's amazing. So it did, I know you just launched it with. You know, um, these two amazing women, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't just like it just got started. There's been some building up to building a <laughs> journey from it. Yes. So when did it all kind of really begin to kind of get out there? I know it's been years. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that, please. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, interesting. I think for when you're when there's you being in ministry as a woman, it's a very unique role. And so one of the things that we've noticed um, along the way is that there's not that, sometimes there's not a support group outside. There may be support groups within the church, which is good because we need that. But then outside of the church, that community, that support with uniting with other women in ministry. And what I found along my journey, um, you know, when we started at the cross back in, uh, which would be 10 years now, it's uh, February of 2014, um, that many times throughout, you know, as a young, younger pastor's wife and growing up and in, in this role was I would reach outside the church for mentorship and for, and maybe even for just the, the camaraderie of, of other women in ministry. And sometimes, and I realized that that is so, it helped me and, you know, being able to pour more into ministry and, and work you know, be your helper as, as the pastor's wife. And so that being said, um, I knew that it was so important that we create this network of uh, pastor's wives and ministry leaders of women who are in ministry, worship ministry, um, any type of ministry within your church and come together in a, in, in a support group so that we can share each other's experiences and, and give each, and our goal is to help give uh, tips and everything on, you know, what, what has worked for us, what hasn't worked along the way and, and, and just really grow together as a community outside of your church. But it, it really goes back down to, uh, you know, Literally 2013, mm-hmm. 2014, when we decided to step out and and literally get involved with everything in our community as far as, yes. you know, um, even in politics. And, yes. and politics is a big deal within the church. And I know the church has stayed away way too long. Mm-hmm. So we get these crazy leaders that can't remember their name, can't remember where they were at yesterday. And that's, that's mind boggling to me. And I don't want to disrespect our president, so I won't say his name. We pray for our leaders. <laughs> we're commanded but, to. But, you know, we get to a place like yes. this because the church basically stayed away, you know, and right. and we've, we've elected these people that have gotten in office in the mm-hmm. lower Actually, the the lower community offices, which eventually, you know, if if they're bad, if they're corrupt, then they're easy to get a hold of and get paid off. And and, in New York, they just busted like 70 people, you know, within their housing districts and they were stealing and taking money and the FBI, they raided everybody and Mm -hmm. uh, like $58 million or something. So it's, it's pretty insane when you think of that, but we've decided to step in and, and be part of the whole 
the whole thing. You know, we show up to school boards. We mm-hmm. uh, we host these uh, uh, political events at our church, uh, where we ask the uh, those running for office. We ask them questions, and I mean, we've done a whole lot. And you know, uh, uh, the abortion clinics, standing for the for life. But it so it wasn't just something that was just birthed yesterday's what right I, I yes so you know it's interesting you brought it up so I remember and I even had put this in in um, my uh, bibliography online in, in 2013 we were you were um, an associate pastor with a larger congregation in Oceanside and you know we had just um, um, we're, we're pregnant with our second and I remember Pastor Jack Hibbs from Cal, uh, Calvary Chapel. Um, Chino Hills had had was urging everybody across California to go out and vote because they were just about to uh, put on the ballot about the same sex marriage. Right. And so it was this it was this urgency. So, of course, we as our do as our civic duty. The crazy thing is we won, but then they made their own rules and decided to overrun and overrule the people. Right. However, what what I mean is as yes, but but we were still five hundred thousand votes short. So what had happened at that time is there was only I remember Pastor Jack Kibbs making that call, like saying we only were five hundred thousand votes short, and they're giving us. I think there was like two extra days or something like that. But the point that I was getting to is that when I heard that, I'm thinking five hundred thousand votes short. How is that? We have a church on every corner in California. We're the hugest state. Where is the 500,000 Christians? And then I, I, at that point... Oh, you know what I, I just yes. remembered? I, I, it was it was the uh, same-sex marriage that mm-hmm. we won. This was something different. No, no, no. This was the same sex. This was the same sex marriage. Okay. And so this was where um, he was urging everybody to to come out. And yes, they did overturn that. But I mean, to it was it was the one point before it got to um, the actual ballot itself. To where you actually, yeah. And so anyhow, so just sitting there um, having that realization that pastor, uh, senior pastors like Pastor Jack Kibbs was a rarity. And that's when you and I had already been kind of talking like, you know, I think it's about time to step away from from the bigger congregation and really do more of like a grassroots movement within the church body. And so and I remember even sitting there with um, your senior pastor at the time back in 2013 and, and sharing with him, you know, there we could do so much more if we just break away because we're missing something's missing here. We're not getting the message, all of these things. And so anyhow. Fast forward 2014, February 2014, we launched at the Cross Oceanside Church. And I remember there was um, two uh, very controversial topics, like hot topics that we kept in our statement of faith. And and the same sex marriage um, had just, you know, basically passed in California and then eventually, you know, the rest. It goes widespread across the state. But it was the one thing, the one thing about abortion that we we talked about in our bylaws that we believe the only, uh, I'm sorry, about the same sex that we put in our bylaws. We believe the only legitimate marriage sanctioned by God is the joining of the one man and one woman in a single exclusive union as defined as delineated in scripture. And then the second hot topic was we believe that all human life is sacred and begins at conception, the defining moment of fertilization. So one of the things you and I realized was that building a church from the ground up was challenging, but building a church that stands against the demonic culture was, was heavenly. And that's what God had called us to do. And that's literally Mm. where that grassroots movement that stood. I remember our first uh, church service, we had like over 200 people attend and then slowly, but surely, uh, you know, the, the Christian community embraced us, but then they realized, Whoa, you're a little too far ahead. You're more like, like a Jack Hibbs church, right? So, and I and I just remember that, that eventually people would be like, "Well, maybe if you remove that from your bylaws and your it wasn't that of crazy? Faith. They yes. wanted us to remove the <laughs> yes from our bylaws, from our, yeah, from our that life our began at conception and and it was too controversial. And and so those were you know when you talked about the roots, where did all this start from? It really goes back to that that we we as a church as at the cross have always stand up against what they call today the woke wave, right? So. um and we've always stood up against it. And it wasn't until 2020 when the whole world was shut down where you start to see the ones, um, you saw the light in the darkness. So the churches that were have always taken a stand did stand, st- stood, you know, stood up and stood out. But then um, it, it, at that point, it was like, wow, okay, great. All of us are like-minded and we're getting it. And we're connecting. And, you know, but I also want to say thank God that 2020 also did help other pastors realize, okay, I may have, you know, 
shut my door down may have not talked about, you know, the sanctity of life all those years behind the pulpit or, or discussed, you know, why we, um, yes, we love, you know, even if you choose a homosexual lifestyle, but we love you, but we don't love the sin, right? So so that's the whole thing. And so, um, love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, and I, and I praise God that those pastors are finally, um, you know, realizing, wow, we need to discuss these Amen. hot topics, setting, even if people up. step away from the church. But that's OK, because those are the types of things that need to be discussed. And, you know, and that's um, why we're, you know, well, one of the many reasons why I believe we as a church have failed in, in the sense of spreading the gospel, because you can't spread a part of the gospel. You have to share the entirety, even if it offends Amen. you. Amen. You have to. Absolutely. And and that's what I like about your show now that you, Lienny and Nicole are, uh, have birth and you, you did great. You had tons of viewers, tons of people sharing your show and mm-hmm. it was a nice little hot topic. <laughs> And so yes. you, I, I think you guys are going to have Jack Tibbs, uh, um, right hand woman, Gina, right hand woman, Gina Gleason <laughs> on your show, right? Yes. Yes. She'll be, um, the first cause our show airs every Monday at 5 PM. And so Gina Gleason will be on uh, Monday, March 4th at 5 PM. She will, uh, she will be our first guest. And so she's going to help us kick off many other guests to come, but she really is, um, what we love about her is because she literally is setting up like the groundwork for, um, or uh, she's part of the, uh, the many reasons why, um, the type of women that we, we are today. So for example, I don't know if you guys know Gina Gleason, but she's the director of real impact, which is a ministry of, of course, uh, pastor Jack Kibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And the mission of real impact is what she has done is to educate, equip and empower Christians to influence culture as they view it through the lens of scripture. So that whole, her whole ministry is to read her was, is basically to help impact churches and Christians throughout the nation. Um, and to basically talk about cultural trends through the lens of scripture. And so everything that she is, is exactly what women of the word is. We're going to be addressing those hot topics and then also talking about how do we come together in supportive community? Um, one of the questions that came up on our podcast was it Leanne had asked as a pastor's wife, how would you encourage other pastor's wife to get involved if they're not already, you know? And, and of course I, my, my answer to that was, um, fasting and praying for your husband. So if you're, if you're a pastor's wife right now listening and your husband, the senior pastor of your church is not in, um, involved in what's going on and edu- and, and really, uh, getting the truth to his congregation, fast and pray for your husband Amen. because that breaks through barriers. And that's the first thing because we, we can't, we can't change our husband's mind, but God, God can move his heart. Right. And so, Amen. <laughs> yeah, right. Amen. No, praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, I, 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 it's a great thing you girls, you women are doing, and I believe the show is going to be phenomenal. It's already, you know, a nice little hot show. Um, so are you planning on bringing other, uh, you know, like we do in this show, we bring people. And, you know, Gina Gleason might be a nice person to bring on this show. Oh, definitely. Oh, no, she's been wanting to. So, yeah, she's been trying to get on. Yeah, because yes. she's amazing. I yes. mean, the lady is amazing. She basically does everything for Jack. Yes. And feeds Jack with all the information, Pastor Jack Gibbs. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it out and she and she puts it out, you know. Yeah, I think we have her on, on the on the schedule here before that she hits ours. So I have to double check on that schedule because um, with with the team. But, but all that to say is, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, we're excited for it. And again, those of you who are listening here in San Diego, um, if you're in ministry, if you're a woman, what about Hawaii? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave Hawaii well, well, yeah, let me not get too far. Yeah. So here in San Diego and Hawaii, we want to connect because in, in across the United States and we want to create the supportive community and it's geared for pastor's wife and women in ministry. So those women, if you are in ministry, worship ministry, um, every, any type of ministry you have in your church, we're here for you. We want to connect with you. We want to, um, pray with you and, and, and help you grow along that journey because ultimately we're all one body of Christ. Amen. So Lieni is from Tonga. Yes. Was actually born in Tonga. She's an island girl. Yes. And she's a worshiper. Amazing worshiper. Yes, absolutely. She's pretty awesome. She's done an amazing (laughs) job with the girls. Yes. So she will literally be able to reach out to those 
in worship. And, yes. she, and she has an amazing testimony. Her husband, you know, died and God oh, brought yes. him back. It was in a coma for, yeah. We had him on the show, Chad. <laughs> it was in a coma for 22 days and mm-hmm. experienced hell and experienced heaven. And that's pretty powerful. Let, let me ask you a question. So once you start this show, are people going to be able to call in and speak with you live or, or how is that going to work? Yes, um, we're going to have uh, where you can, we, we're encouraging people to get their questions in now. Okay. So because the main thing is, is we want to talk about, and you can do anonymously, you know, we're not trying to, you know, if it's a hot topic, sometimes we want to do it <laughs> where, you know, you could put your name in anonymously, but we'll still bring that question to to the plate so that we can address it on there. So yeah, absolutely. We want, we want people to be able to uh, deliver their questions and let's answer it from a biblical perspective. And Nicole, Nicole single, and you know, she came to the Lord Mm -hmm. as a single woman and uh, raising her, her, uh, her son, you know, she's a single mom. And, and so she has, and she's amazing now. She's, you know, she teaches at the educational center and mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, so how can people find your show? Give us some addresses, give us some um, tips or yeah, information on absolutely. how to get there. So like I said, we're on um, all most social media. Um, well, I'll say most of them because we're not on it, some of the ones I don't prefer. Right. So we are on X, which was formerly Twitter. You can it would it would be um, W O T W Ministry. So for it's all, all the first words, women of the word W O T W Ministry. Uh-huh. You can also find us at W O T W Ministry on Instagram, on Facebook. It would be just Women of the Word Ministry. Um, on Rumble, it would be Women of the Word. Uh, podcast and then on truth social for those of you who have truth social we are um on there and so we of course we do have our website w-o-t-w ministry um dot com that would be woman of the word Women of the Word Ministry, yes, but it's still W-O-T-W. We don't want to spell the whole one. Okay. Try to make it easier just to kind of no, tag in there. And then, of course, you can find us because we are a ministry of At the Cross Oceanside Church. So you can um, call us at 760-994-3534. That's amazing. So, you know, we have a, a few minutes uh, left. Tell me, uh, how would you encourage a pastor's wife, a worshiper, anybody who who has just been going to church and going through the motion mm. to get involved? Um, someone who's in ministry or, or no, well, somebody who's, you know, thinking of getting into ministry oh. They're They just, mm-hmm. they're going through routine and going to church and mm-hmm. not really involved in ministry. What would you say to them um, in order to fire them up and, and get them going in the right direction? Um, First thing is serving, start serving, go to your ministry leader and, and, and have them start to pray with you and see where God is leading you to serve. Um, many times it, it takes a while to find out uh, if, if you don't know right away what that calling that God has placed on your life. Um, it's, it's serving in different areas in your church, you know, media ministry, children's ministry, uh, you know, youth ministry, singles ministry, marriage ministry, whatever it is that you have at your church, serve at all different uh, varieties and different capacities. It, you know, it could just be even helping behind the scenes and setting things up. But once you find um, where it is that it, that God is leading you um, and placing on your heart, then God will definitely open that door for you as far as, as that goes. Yeah. That's awesome. So, what would you tell a struggling pastor's wife? Oh, reach out to us because I, it's, you know, I, I think I shared before I've been through so many different seasons and I do remember a season of, of just loneliness. And that's, that's particularly the time where I just started reaching out outside the church because we pour so much as pastor's wife, we pour so much into the congregation. And, um, and many times when you don't, if you don't have that support yet within the church body, because you're pouring more out rather than you being poured into um, outside of the church, there's community and there's so much support that we are creating with the women of the word um, uh, in what we're doing. And that's why we're setting it together because we want to be there to support you, to help you go through all of those, because it's a unique role being a pastor's wife, you know, and then of course being an ministry leader. So it's such a unique role. That's what I would do. Get connected with us and we want to be there for you, pray with you and just help you along that journey. 
Okay, information on how they can get to Women of the Word again. <laughs> so you can call us at 760-994-3534, or you can um, email us um, as well. You can email myself at cleta at um, com. We also have a website, com. We're on Instagram, social, uh, Facebook, Truth Social, Rumble, and X, formerly known as Twitter. We love you guys, women of the word. We'll be right back with the last chapter of Daniel. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. I want to thank all of you that have been following us through this journey of the book of Daniel. It's been an incredible lesson. It's been an incredible word from God. And today we're going to finish our very last chapter. And it's a small last chapter. There's only 13 verses. Daniel is giving us words. The last chapter that we read was amazing. He, uh, up until verse 35, everything that Daniel spoke had been fulfilled. And then we spoke a little bit of the willful king, uh, the Antichrist, the king of fierce continents that Daniel spoke about. But it it's an amazing, amazing prophecy that Daniel brought to us. And of course, that last part of Daniel 11 dealt with the last times, the last days where the Antichrist will reign and in the middle of the great tribulation he stands up in the temple and he says he's God but here we go Daniel chapter 12 verse 1 says this and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people now Michael is like the spiritual giant he's like the warrior angel the warring angel, and he's just amazing. And of course, we know that Daniel previously spoke about him in Daniel 10, 13, Daniel 10, 21. And then we also know that in Jude, um, we read about him again. He's an archangel. And then, of course, in Revelations 12, 7, when he stands for the people of Israel. But whenever you think of Michael, that's literally this angel that goes to bat, that takes care of business. He's the one that actually fought um, during the small period of time when Jesus was coming to speak to Daniel and no one stood by except for Michael. Now, what's amazing about this angel is, you know, most people will look at Jesus and believe that the opposite of Jesus is Satan. And that is not true because remember, Satan was created by God, by Jesus, Elohim, you know, the plural name for God, 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And from Psalms 104, we know that he was created on the first day of creation when you read Psalms 104. But Michael is literally the opposite of Satan. Remember, Satan was this angel that was beautifully created a cherubim. So if you want to compare, if you want to put an opposite to Satan, it would be Michael. But I can tell you that Michael will whoop on him if it came down to it. So again, it says this, and and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time, And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. Now, Michael is this great angel, great prince, which stands for the people of Israel. He's like appointed over the nation of Israel. And that's where we get that every nation most likely has its own angel appointed to it and it's an angel that oversees that nation because you have to look at this biblically and know that that there's order in heaven and it isn't just chaos. There's order in heaven and there's ranking in heaven as well. And what I mean by ranking is God sets his angels up and they have chores. They have a job to do for God. Just like the other angel who's named in scripture is Gabriel. And of course, we know that Gabriel delivers messages. Gabriel is an amazing angel. And the other angel that's named in scripture is Lucifer, Satan himself. But there's going to be a time of trouble, such as when never since there was a nation. Now, Jesus reconfirmed this in Matthew 24, 21, when he says this, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. It's going to be this time that no one can even begin to imagine. Uh, if you can remember uh, how Revelation uh, uh begins to unfold where the seals are open and then the the trumpets. And and then, of course, the last three and a half years, we see that the vials of God are open and that is an insane period. By time Satan says he's God at the midway point, and we can read that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 13, Half of the population on planet Earth has already been decimated. And and think about this. It's, it's going to be chaos like never before when there's massive earthquakes, when the islands are ripped apart from where they're standing. And at this time is when I believe that California probably becomes, you know, sinks into the ocean and and because of that great fault we have. I don't know for sure. This is just me telling you this. And then it's probably a good time to buy some property in Arizona because it becomes beachfront property. But again, that's all uh, joking set aside. It's going to be a horrific period that is going to be like none other other. Now, Jeremiah and Jeremiah 30 verse 7 calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. It's going to be like none other. Historically, you would have never imagined that this could ever take place. It's going to be horrible. But here's the good news that the church will be gone during this period. The church will be gone. And as we finish that verse, it says everyone that... And then in verse 1, it says this as well. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Thy people shall be delivered. Now, I'm one to believe that Scripture has this perfect fulfillment at that time. You know that... 
Paul actually says in Romans 11, 25, 20 through 27, that once the uh, period of the Gentiles is over, then the church is gone, there's this chaos, but that all of Israel will be saved. That's pretty powerful. And it's so easy to see because, you know, God is amazing and he's this God that's going to fulfill his promises. If you remember back in Genesis 17, 7, where God made a promise to Abraham. Remember, Abraham was Chaldean, but he was called out of his land. And that's how God began this nation. He says this to Abraham in Genesis 17, 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations. And listen to what this part says. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. That is powerful. Jesus sits on his throne during this millennial period after the seven-year tribulation is over. But again, and at the end of that, it says this, everyone that shall be found written in the book of life. Now, what this tense tells us is at the beginning, everybody's name is written in that book of life. And then as you go along, they're just, it's removed. It's removed from here because of ignorance, because our own sinful nature decides not to call on the Redeemer, on the Creator, God. And so again, when you're not going to be found in this book of life, you will be cast into this crazy, crazy place that the Bible says hell. But hell is a choice. Now, what it says in verse 2, and many of them that, that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life. Now, those that are awakened to everlasting life are those that when the rapture happens, it says that those that are in Christ are raised first. Those in Christ are raised first. And we can read that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. When the dead in Christ rise first, those are those that are believers. Those are those that have said, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. It's those that have kept their eyes on the Lord and then have died, have physically died. And when you read Second First Thess- Thessalonians chapter four, it says that he brings the saints back with him already. And what he does is that person, that being, comes back, and then at the rapture, the dead in Christ, boom, receive their body, and then we which are alive receive ours. Isn't that beautiful? That's God. And then when it says some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. These are the people that end up in the smoking area. And do you know what I mean by the smoking area? It's hell, man. It's, it's total hell. The Bible clearly teaches the two resurrections, those to everlasting life and then those that are damned. And we can read that in John 5, 29, Revelations 24 to 6, and Revelations chapters 11 to 15. Now, Again, this place is going to be total chaos. Hell is not a good place to be. If you don't know the Lord and you're listening to this show right now, this is your opportunity to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. You know, when you do that, Your life is changed immediately. You may not be perfected. You may still have all these things that are hanging on to you. But the longer we walk with the Lord, the more the the, amazing things happen happens. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is powerful. You know, as we walk, 
The Bible also dis- says there's this incredible verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, but that says this. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. Look what it says. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That simply means that the longer we walk with the Lord, the more we are we delve into his word, uh, the more we allow him to live in us and put our old bodies to death, we will grow from glory to glory. Now, I love it because it continues to say this, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the ferment, and they that turn away and turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever isn't that beautiful it's using this analogy of uh, the stars that shine and and that we get to be in his presence and you know like the stars at night how they shine you will be shining forever that is amazing that is beautiful and then four says this, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Now, that word knowledge is is the same word that means that we use for science. And we absolutely see that now where we're living in these last Days, even to the time of the end, in the end times, where we have seen knowledge increase, science increase radically. You know that. I, you may not believe this, but when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones. Isn't that crazy? Not only did we did not have cell phones, we didn't have internet. We didn't. We didn't have internet. We didn't have a lot of things when we were growing up. I don't know how we made it <laughs> with no cell phones and no internet. But it just shows you and I that knowledge, science has definitely increased. You know, I remember when my dad and, you know, my dad left when I was 10. But I remember him telling me, one day we're going to be able to talk on the phone and be able to see each other. I was like, you're crazy. Never, never. He says, watch. And sure enough, can you imagine that? When I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones. We couldn't even imagine being able to have a phone call and being able to speak to that person. You know, I do remember having these phones where uh, you could walk away probably about 20, 30 feet away from where the jack was and you could talk. It was like, wow, when you had that in your household, it was something amazing. But we see that has increased like crazy. What about AI? It's That's amazing. We got robots now. I mean, every so often they take pictures of, of robots at football games, baseball games. And, and the only way that they can tell they're, they're robots is because someone takes a side picture and they see a little bit of the, uh, of the metal on the side of their head. But wow. We have now been able to go up farther than we could ever imagine into the skies. We now are able to view galaxies and and out farther than we can imagine. You know, we now know that there are suns or stars. You know, our star, which is our sun, is huge. It's a million, one million point times too bigger than the Earth. They now know that we have stars, listen, that are a billion times bigger than our sun, than our star. There are stars that are so massive, they can fill our whole galaxy. Yes, knowledge has increased like crazy. I, I You know, for some of you, we didn't even have airplanes before the 1900s. We didn't, we couldn't even fly from here to anywhere else. I remember the Kitty Hawk, if you remember that. You know, when it when it was in the air, probably a little over 100 feet. And now look at us now. 
We're flying all over the world. Now we're flying at the sound of of sound. Wow. We've been to the moon and we're preparing to go to Mars. We've actually put operating cars or vehicles on Mars. Amazing. And there's a race now to, to get to Mars now. But knowledge has definitely increased and definitely we are in those end days. Then I, Daniel, looked. Well, let me go back to that verse again because what something that Daniel was told to shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Now, he's given, given, been given these words by God, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I'm sure he had questions as he's give, been giving this and as he's penning this down. But it was time now to shut up the words. It was time to seal the book. And, of course, we know now when Revelation was written that our prophecy now of the future is immense. And we know what exactly is going to take place during this this place or this time that's called the Great Tribulation or called uh, by Jeremiah the time of Jacob's trouble. Five says this, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on the side of the bank of the river, angels, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in the linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? How long shall it be? The question is, how long shall it be? And that's a great question to ask. You want to know. And, you know, angels don't know the future. They only know what's written. And they're always beholding humanity, uh, Peter tells us in one of his letters, because they're interested in the plan that's unfolding. How long shall it be to the time of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he had held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half. You know what that means? Seven years that this is the period that's going to happen. And when he had, and when he had have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. It'll be finished when times, times and a half, three and a half years and three and a half years. When all that is completed, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then I said, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Great question, Daniel. And he said, go thy way. Go, Daniel. It is not for now. I've given you enough, enough to inspire the people, enough for them to know that one day God will set up his kingdom, that one day there will be two great resurrections. Well, actually one great resurrection. The other one is condemnation to hell. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And the time of the end is now. John was given words and he wrote the book of Revelation. And Paul, of course, as well spoke about the end times. 10 says this, Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. They will continue to do wickedly, wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. See, the wicked continue to do wicked. Somehow, they think that they will outlive everything. We live in such a time now that People are starting to believe that we will live forever. And you can't ever live with forever without God. Ever. And so the wicked do not understand. But those that are wise definitely understand. If you love the Lord, if you know the Lord, if he's your Lord and Savior, you understand that the time is near. And from the time that the daily sacrifice, check this out, shall be taken away. And the abomination that maketh desolate set up. Remember who spoke about this? Paul. 
in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. The man takes away the daily sacrifice during that time and says he's God. Revelation 13 confirms that there should be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days and go thy way till the end. For now thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. You will be resurrected. You will stand. And there's a period, there's an additional 45 days added onto there, onto the thousand years here, or to the thousand days during that period of time. But it's added because most people believe that that's during the time that the earth is cleansed up again, that there's a purification that happens, it's cleaned up, and that's the word of God right there. And Daniel is promised that he will be resurrected. My dearly beloved wife, close us in prayer. Dear Heavenly, <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for everything, Lord God, and for, for your word and for just giving us so much uh, confirmation of, of what our future is, Father God. And Father, I pray for all the listeners today that you would just um, continue to bless and protect them on the journey that you've laid before them. I pray, Father God, that you would just continue to, to reign true in each and every one of our hearts. In Jesus' name. We love you guys. Thank you for taking this journey with Daniel. And let me read 13 and close off again. But go thy way to the end, for thou shalt rest. Thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of days. You will be resurrected if if you don't make it to the day of the rapture. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Excited? Woohoo! God is good. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.